You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome to Mystery Crate. I'm Roy. Billy and uh, Chris are here in the room, and uh, love is in the air because Valentine's Day is on Sunday. So, What's up, craters? Guys, there's so much love in the air that I'm naked right now. Did you guys put clothes on for this? I did, actually, yes. Chris, you're so good. I know I've done this before. You're so good at bringing, like, energy because I'm not. Like, that, what's up, craters, and the that I did like just it doesn't seem natural like it doesn't seem like no. I'm le- excited so you're saying is that you are excited but it's just tough for you to convey it I'm not good at emoting okay I'm not excited Roy why aren't you excited yeah Roy it's just not my natural uh disposition to what's the last thing you were excited about maybe uh the birth of my daughter probably I guess that would be a uh, one when's the next time you intend to be excited do you Maybe, build things uh, up? Do you like think, oh my God, I can't wait for this thing to happen? I mean, now obviously it's different because a lot of the days are just the same day over and over again. But outside of this, are there things that you like look forward to? Like, oh, I can't wait for uh, whatever. Uh, the birth of my next child, hopefully, sooner I, or later. I think, I think I know what Roy's going to get excited about, and that's this Sunday. <laughs> Valentine's Day, baby. <laughs> yeah, sure. Roy, did you get something already for Valentine's Day? No. It's late in the game. All Valentine's Day is is a made-up holiday. So oh, here we go. Companies can get more money. Uh, well, all, all love is. is is a made-up emotion, Seriously, right? It's Roy. just all you know, emotions. What are made is up marriage? Emotion. I mean, that's what is crazy. anything? Marriage what are we is, doing? Sex is just dancing really closely. You're bound by law to be together forever. That's what marriage is. Well, I can't believe this worked and that you're married. How did, how did you sweep a knee off her feet with this <laughs> attitude? What is love? What is emotions? What is this? What is that? I mean, come on, Roy. Because I got game there, Billy. That's fine. What's your game? Please, please. I'd love to see your game. Please whatever, pretend whatever if we game can. I have, if, we can if we can. If we can. Before we get to Ron McGill's and there him having is. sex with animals. Whoa. What is it? Whoa, whoa, you, whoa, 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 What is whoa, your whoa, game whoa, whoa. and how Careful did you there. sweep your wife off of her feet? It's called online dating there, Billy. Yeah, what would you do? Would you poke? Did you do the poke? Remember that? I, she, uh, That's not still a thing, to right? Me first. She talked to me first. If you really? listen to if you listen to the first relationships podcast. Ever. I did not. No, well, there you go. Now I'm I, not going to tell you. Go on so listen. she reached out to you and what was your game? Because, excuse me, I'd just like to point out, you said that the way you got married is because you have game and then just said that your wife reached out to you. That's so right. What was your game? Hard to get? The Cat continuation of the relationship is me having game. How about that? All right. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Happy Valentine's Day, craters. Guys, yeah. do we have an episode for you? And I know we always kind of have this enthusiasm about episodes. I always do. I well, have it do. now, by the you way. Do. I didn't when we started, I didn't, but I've been talked into it. I've got the attitude. I've got the enthusiasm. Roy, do you feel it? I'm frustrating Chris because he just wants to get to it and I don't let him for some reason. I am still not enthused. You're not enthusiastic about Valentine's Day. You don't love love. Seriously. No, I'm not I'm not a big uh proponent of uh loving love. What do you love? I love my wife. I love my daughter. I don't love you. However, that's the opposite wow. of how I feel. Huh. I'm sorry to tell you this. I think you'd love to tell me that. I do love to tell you that I don't love you. <laughs> Guys, 
What? We have a treat for you in this episode. We have Ron McGill. He is not having sex with animals, as Billy implied a few minutes ago. He has done at the Miami Zoo, Zoo Miami, a show where he it's on Valentine's Day where you go with your, your date, and he tells you about the animals and sex. It's funny. It's You learn, and we have brought that to you. We have brought that show. You don't have to pay for it. Normally, it costs you a lot of money. It's a nice date night. You get it for free right here. We got Ron McGill talking love and the animals, and then after that, I impose on my parents' Valentine's Day dinner. They are sitting at a candlelit dinner, romantic, enjoying their Valentine's Day, and I just intrude on it, and it's just me kind of talking to them, being uncomfortable, asking them about their sex life. It's great. Kind of rude. Wait, what? I mean, I, I make a few jokes that are uncomfortable, but it's not. I'm not talking about their sex life the whole time, but it's fun. It's just me kind of being Aaron Andrews. Like, you know the way Aaron Andrews covers the Super Bowl? That's me on the sidelines covering my parents' Valentine's Day dinner, and you get to hear it. After Ron McGill. It's Tracy Wolfson this year, but okay. Well, semantics, whatever. It's Ron McGill doing his Sex and the Animals show that he's done for years at Zoo Miami, but he's doing it for Billy, Roy, myself, Amino Hassan, and Ryan Cortez. Check it out. Animals have a lot that they can teach us. We can watch animals. We can learn from them. Why? Because animals don't have hangups about things, guys. They're not watching Dr. Phil. They're not watching Oprah. They don't worry about the size of things, the frequency of things, the duration of things. If, they, if it feels good, they do it. You see, they don't have all these psychological issues that we're always trying to live up to. You know, people say, oh, well, how many times do you do it a week? Oh, my God, you do it three, four, five times a week? Oh, my God, I got to do it that far. You know, and you, know, you get these, these insecurity complexes. Animals don't have that. If it feels good, they do it. So you can watch them and learn and be confident in yourself. So that's one of the things I tell them. Now, having said that, I do also tell them, guys, don't compare yourself to animals. Because animals, if you're going to compare yourselves to animals, you're going to be very humbled during the presentation. I'm like a bear. No, but see, you don't really want to be like a bear. No, Cody, no. let me tell you why. No, because bears, you know, it's a, it's a couple of times a year, maybe they're doing what? That. Yeah, it's not it's not a big. Is thing. that why my wife calls me that? You you oh you want to be more you want to be more I don't know like a rhino. Well, listen, Ooh. put it this way, put it this way. If you think you know you're with let's say Cody, you're with your wife three times in one night. That's a big night for most guys. That's a big night for some guys. It's a big, big year. Year. Yeah, exactly. Like there you go. There you go, Billy. Big year. Okay, but if you compare yourself to the mammal that has the record. The record belongs to a little thing that looks like a gerbil. It's a type of rodent. It's called a Shaw's gerd. And the Shaw's gerd does it every 15 seconds for an hour, brother. Baby. That's over 200 times in an hour. So now, but, you know, and at this point in the presentation, the women in the audience go, see, that's what I need. I need that kind of, that kind of, you know, endurance. That's what I need. I'm a man. But 15 no, seconds, you, though? Yeah, there you go. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You're looking at the real thing here. You're looking at quality versus quantity. And that's yeah. what I try to tell people because the Shah is good. And I do a little, you know, in the interest of science, because I am at, at heart an educator. Okay. So I get up on the stage and I do the imitation because I've watched the Shah's Jerd do this and I do the imitation. And basically it's every 15 seconds, but 12 of those seconds are recovery time. So really wow. it is three seconds, guys. He gets that female, the male gets behind the female, one, two, three, it's over. Now, a lot of the women <laughs> at that point, they all say, welcome to my hell. Okay. But here's the bottom line. Humans are not supposed to be three seconds. Shaw's dirds are. So stop comparing yourself that way. Now, there's another advantage that a lot of animals have. All primates, for instance, all primates, of which we are the group of primates, all primates except for two, have a bone in their penis. So they don't have to depend on necessarily performance anxiety because it's built in. The foundation is there when they need it. They just yeah. call upon it. Uh. 
and that's a big advantage. Wait, big so wait, advantage. so their their penises never go flaccid? Then they goes it goes flaccid, but they're able to put it within their abdominal cavity within their abdominal. In other words, they're, they're able to hide and tuck it. That's what, do do is- that's what I do. That's what I do. You're a tucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all they need what to do when they need it is they just pivot their pelvis the right way and it pops out, you see, and it works out very well that way. Now, the only two <laughs> primates that don't have a bone in their penis are humans and a little thing called a tarsier. So listen, I'm just giving you facts, brother. I'm giving you education. It, I don't, I'm, I'm, ima- I'm imagining Chris right now just <laughs> throwing it. his hips. Wait, yeah, is this, no, is this, is this where boners come from? You know what? There's That's where the name comes from. Chris, that's exactly where the name comes from. Like, you ever watch the dogs when the females and eat dogs always going up and smelling her and licking her behind and stuff like that? You know, when I was a little kid, I thought that is the grossest thing I've ever seen in my world. I mean, that's just that's horrible. How what would you want to smell and lick that area of anybody's body? And then all of a sudden I got older and I started thinking, well, hey, now, you know, it's a little different now. Things I, now I understand why the dogs do it, because they're not thinking so much about it. They're thinking this this smells good. This tastes good. This is good. You see, so animals give you the idea of where these instincts come from inside of us. You know, uh, people don't understand that. So that's what I try to, I try to show that. So after I get across all these things, I talk about the bones and the people, then I come up and I show people images of baby animals. No matter what you look at, if it's a baby animal, it's the baby human being, everybody always looks at it and goes, man, look how beautiful. Oh, it's so darling. It's so cute. And I wish just for one second, we could put a slide or an image of the parents breeding that caused that pregnancy to happen, you see, to connect the two, because we just don't connect the two. We think about it like this is this pure little, oh, I love you so much. Oh, I love you. Oh. And a lot of times it's, yeah, baby, go, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. And there's that beautiful baby that's so cute that's born, right? And, <laughs> and you don't realize that baby came there out of passion, baby. It's passion. So I show the baby animals and then I show the animals doing it. I can't do that with humans, of course, because that would probably be called pornographic. But with animals, it's nature. This is what I get away with, you see. I get away with this because I'm a scientist. I'm a zoologist. I'm just studying nature. So if I'm showing huge penises, if I'm showing graphic sex between rhinos, it's natural. It's just me studying zoology. If I showed that with human beings, if I showed that with human beings, it's pornography. So you see the difference here? This is what I'm trying to show people. Ron, Ron, let me let me ask you a question. Go ahead, brother. In the animal kingdom, you're my brother. In the animal <laughs> kingdom, is there an equivalent to pornography for them? Obviously, they can't make films and all that, but is, ah, are there? No. Yeah. Yes, absolutely there is. And I don't know if you call it pornography, but there's certain things that they would consider titillating. And I'm going to give you a prime example right now. Okay. Uh, there, were this, there was this panda. Okay. They were breeding pandas in Thailand. And they were breeding these pandas. And there was this one male panda. He was a finely tuned breeding machine, man. You put him in with any female and he would breed her. Like you throw a donut in there with him. He'd breed the donut. Okay. This guy was just focused on just breeding. All right. So trouble is he bred so much that his, his, his genetic material was overrepresented. You see? So they got to stop him from breeding. So they had a new male that was being rehabbed that was totally unrepresented. None of his offspring were in the captive collection to keep the, the, the gene pool diverse. And they said, we got to get this guy to breed with the female. And when female pandas, this is another thing people don't understand. Whenever there's a panda being born, people hear about it. You know, it's on the Today Show on Good Morning America. It's national news. The panda's been born. It's a huge thing. Well, why is it huge? I'll tell you why. Because the female can only get pregnant three days within the entire year. Only three oh, days in the entire what a year. life. Exactly, right? So in three days, brother, you got to maximize that opportunity. So No risks. 
the other, the other, the other 361 or whatever days, if a male comes next to her, she will try to kill him. She'll try to beat him to a pulp. They're solitary. They don't, they don't want anything to do with it. Okay. Oh, wow. But that's those not three, fun. I know it's not fun, but in those three days when she's ready, she goes 180 degrees oh. and turns into the most promiscuous animal in the world. And we know that because we can examine her urine levels and see the hormone level. We see when it's peaking, because she's ready and we'll put her with the male. Instead of fighting the male, she literally backs up into him. She puts her genital area right into his face. She shoves it into his face. She's going, here, this is for you. Okay, I need this. I need it now. And a good male, like our big breeder, he'll say, yeah, baby, I'm happy to service you. Boom, he services her, okay? So we did that with this other male. We said, this is going to be perfect. We're going to get him to breed. We'll get his genetic makeup in here and help the captain's situation. She put it right up in his face and he just kind of looked away like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I mean, the more she tried, the more he looked away. At that point, we thought that he may be gay. Now, before you guys start laughing, think, Ron, stop being condescending. Homosexuality is found throughout the animal kingdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Throughout the animal kingdom, homosexuality is found. So this is not something that's unusual. We'd say, okay, maybe he's gay. So let's put him in with another male and see if that gets them going. So at least we can collect the sperm and we can then artificially inseminate some females. Well, that didn't work. They just fought. He didn't want anything to do with males. He just kind of was by himself. Well, one of the researchers came up with the belief that, listen, guys, I'm gonna, this, I know this is going to sound weird, but it's honest truth. He said, let's make a film. Let's make a film of the stud muffin guy breeding that female. Let's make a good high def 1080p put it up on the plasma screen. And the next time she cycles, put her in there with the guy who doesn't know what he's doing and put on the screen. And maybe he'll look at the screen and be titillated by that. And people, his co-scientist said, you're a pervert. You're a sick puppy. You know that? You need help. You shouldn't be a scientist. And bottom line is this. At the end of the day, they finally said, listen, let's try it. Nothing else is working. Let's see what happens. They made the film. They put it up on the plasma screen. The next time she was in heat, she put him in there with him. They ran the film. He looked up at the film and he went, oh, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. wow. He got behind her and he bred her like he never bred Hell her yeah. in his life, watching that film the whole time. So he was titillated by that. You see, I'll give you another example. Wait, ahead, pan wait panda porn, porn. That's exactly what they called it. It was a headline in the New York Times Panda porn works. Okay. And that was another thing, you know. Listen, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I've looked at it every now and then. My wife and I get a little freaky every now and then. Say, so let's put this on. Let's see what this is like. Okay. Uh, yes. All right. I'm giving you too much so, information, but you know what? Sometimes I love it. I love it, Ron. I want more. This is for science, Ron. This is for science. I'm just being honest with you, brother. I'm just being honest because this is life. This is the, these are different things that keep things fresh. Yes. Variety. Yes. Okay? Yes. Tell them, so, Ron. So, yeah. and, and I want to tell you another thing. Another thing I learned from the animals, flamingos. Flamingos. Now I'm asked all the time, is monogamy something that's common in the animal kingdom? Listen, it's not common, but it does occur. But sometimes with a caveat, and this will this will kind of dovetail in other things that is sometimes considered human fetishes. For instance, flamingos will only mate with one mate, but they won't do it unless at least 30 other flamingos are watching. Okay. They've got to do it while 30 other flamingos kinky. are watching. Yeah, well, is it kinky or maybe is it just titillating? What is the definition of kinky? Cody, think about that. I, I thought you were going to say that maybe you, like the flamingos, had sex with one on one leg. And that's like the thing with flamingos. You're really dark, Cody. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Anyway, listen. That's, let, a, that's let me a go back to, to a torn ACL. You so, never know. <laughs> right. So, so here's, here's the deal. So there were zoos that only had like three pair of flamingos. It wasn't enough flamingos to get them all titillated to breed, right? So what did they do? I know where this is going. You got it, right? Because you've done this. I've done this. Okay. <laughs> cloning. No, it has nothing oh. to do with cloning, brother. Come on. You guys ever been in a hotel room and you've been in one of those beds that has the big mirror closet right yeah. next to you? You're doing the wild thing with your wife. You look over to the mirror and you go, hey, now. 
Got one on my ceiling. That's exactly right. So they put mirrors in the rooms with the flamingos and boom, 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 all the flamingos went crazy. They saw the reflections in the mirror and everything's gone. And, and again, you know what it told me? It told me, Ron, you're not that weird. I got to yeah. admit it. My, my dumb ass thought the solution was to throw some, <laughs> some panda porn on. It doesn't seem to work cross species there. But the bottom line is this seeing themselves in the mirror, thinking there's more animals watching. There was a, a voyeuristic titillation that is proven to be effective in things like flamingos, things like penguins, too. Penguins are also monogamous, but they won't do it unless other penguins are watching. Now, even listen, I'm going to give you another example. This is going to be a little little more on the dark side. This is personally not me, but it does encompass yeah. some other individuals that I know mm-hmm. of. We've all heard about go. the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Hell yeah. yeah. God, yes. so titted. So many of the women went nuts over that, right? Oh, that turns me on so much. And I'm kind of freaking out. You know, this is not my thing. But then I watched rhinos. And rhinos are gray, right? Well, rhinos, man, they are the definition of S&M as far as sadomasochistic foreplay. They beat the snot out of each other where they draw blood, man. They hammer each other. It's like they give each other the ultimate spankings and, and hammering to where they're bleeding. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, he gets this huge erection and he breeds her. That's, they need to have that very hard, powerful foreplay before they actually are able to breed. So that is, I think, kind of an S&M prelude to sex. Fifty Shades of Grey Rhinos. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I said. I said, this, I bet you that had something to do with the establishing of that show. Fifty Shades of Grey. Let's just call the guy Grey, but that's going to be my excuse because I saw rhinos beat the snot out of each other, draw blood, snap each other around quite a bit before having sex, and it turned each other on, you see. Now, again, I'm going to preface. I'll admit to the mirror. I'll admit to, you know, maybe the a little bit, uh, you know, soft porn every now and then, but I, I'm not into the spanking stuff. However, a lot of people are. And listen, a lot of animals are too. So again, we've got homosexuality, we've got bisexuality, we've got spanking, we've got mirrors, we've got voyeurism. Panda porn. Panda porn. All of these things are found in the animal kingdom, man. And it's incredible. Now, another thing is, people think with animals, the heck, you know, it's just an animal, so all the animals do it the same. For instance, all the tortoises, you put a Galapagos tortoise next to another Galapagos, they're all going to be the same, right? Because it's instinctive. They do it the same. It's like a mechanics. Wrong, guys. Couldn't be more wrong. Anybody who's owned different dogs or different cats as pets, those animals have different personalities. They may be the same species, but the personalities are different. Just like with human beings. Guys, I know, I tell the women all the time, ladies, I'm sure that you went out with a guy, you ended up in that very intimate position with that guy. And as soon as he started, you went, oh crap, this is a mistake. Okay. There was no chemistry there. It wasn't working. The guy was like a- Buyer's remorse? (laughs) That's That's a good way to put it. Never you know, happened to me. It, it's just one of those things where the guy's like a wet noodle. He's not doing anything. And yet, if you were to go by this animal belief that all species are the same, all guys should be the same. No. But just like people, animals have different personalities, even in the sexual arena. For instance, I know that there's this one turtle that I used to work with that I watched. And I mean, this guy was like, you know, most turtles, like turtles vocalize when they breathe. The man will get on top of the female. Yes, they do. Yes, it's fantastic. It's one of my little favorite. Ones, <laughs> Your favorite sound? Is that what you're going to tell me? Yeah, yeah because it's like, <laughs> because you see a turtle that climbs up and it mounts the female, and then all of a sudden you hear, yes, exactly it right. sounds like a person. It does, it does, because if you sound, you know, like the smaller turtles, like you do like a little box turtle, he just kind of goes, <laughs> but then you get to those big box turtles, I mean, the big Galapagos tortoise, 500 pounds, it sounds just like this. I've been able to imitate it so well because I've heard it for so many years. It goes, uh, uh, uh. 
Yes. Uh, I've heard that before. Yeah, well, I still have a lot of other ladies. You but have. the bottom line is the Galapagos tortoise Heavy. make that exact same sound. Okay. And that's the, and, and that's something that, you know, people, they, they I, I want them to see that kind of passion. The one that has the most sound and that moves the hips the most, that opens his mouth, sticks out his tongue. That's that's what drives the passion. That's, that's what Roy makes sounds like. Work. Yeah, exactly. So keep my name out of your mouth there, buddy. No, I'm just telling oh. you guys. There's everything so, out of the mouth. <laughs> there's so much that we can Amen. learn by watching the animals, you know. And then you go to the other extreme where some animals, it's not any fun at all. It's called parthenogenesis. There are some lizards where there are no, they don't need a male. The female will turn into a male and fertilize her own eggs. Same thing happens with some fish. They don't have to breed. They just see horses, right? No, seahorses is a little different. Seahorses, the male is the dad. So what happens is the male fertilizes the eggs in the female. And then once those eggs are fertilized, she inserts them into the belly of the male and he carries the pregnancy out. And when the baby's hatched, she's responsible. The female leaves. Once she deposits, it's like once you deposit your sperm, and she plays the role of the male. She deposits the fertilized eggs into the belly of the male and he gets pregnant. He raises those babies and he's got to take care of that. The female never sees the baby. She's off on her own. Deadbeat. Yeah, but guys, this is fascinating stuff. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. It's really fascinating stuff, you know? Like, and, and you have to look at different, different animals and think, well, what about the different challenges? For instance, most animals, most mammals do it what we tend to call doggy style because we're very, you know, tunnel vision. We see dogs do it. We say, that's dog. But most mammals do it that way where the male mounts from behind. Mammals, including the porcupine. But if you're Mr. Porcupine, and you're coming in from behind. There's a couple of red flags there, brother. Okay. I mean, she's got the spike sticking right up at you. What's going to happen here? How are you going to find out? So what does the porcupine do? Here's another little fetish, so to speak, guys. And again, I'm not making any of this stuff up. I'm just trying to say how wonderful nature is. Before he gets close enough to her, if he smells that she's releasing those pheromones and, 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 and he thinks, oh, yeah, she's ready. She smells the pheromones. The way he asks permission, he stands about six feet away from her and he starts to urinate on her the little original golden shower, okay? So he gets to urinate on her. If she's happy with that, she will turn her back to him. She actually can take the quills and part them on her back, creating a bed on her back, flipping her tail over, basically giving him the green light to come on in and do his thing. I don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, no, porcupine. <laughs> wouldn't be no, okay with that no yeah well see that's the bottom line you know guys there's another thing that people don't understand and because we we tend to compartmentalize things so much in the animal kingdom and believe it or not guys it's the same in, in in human beings urine is the number one catalyst to sex in the animal kingdom when you see a female animal a dog for instance when she is going into heat what does she do she spots everywhere. She drops little scents of her urine everywhere because they're hormone laden at the time. And every dog in the, in the neighborhood is going to smell that and come up to find her to breed. That's her objective is to get as many males possible in the neighborhood. Okay. It's the same thing with humans. It's not really human, but it's, it's the hormones that are in there. That's the, 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 the beginnings of oral sex, guys. I mean, that's why so many guys find oral sex titillating as much for them as it is for the woman because there are pheromones that are exchanged there that come through the urine that tell the man subconsciously 
She's ready. She's she's ready. There are certain times when it smells different than other times. She's ready. These are everything I learned about. Every time I thought I was some sick pervert, I'm thinking, I'm not sick. It's nature. It's beautiful. This is wonderful. What is sick are these 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 tunnel vision human beings who mm -hmm. think, oh my God, that's disgusting. You can't do this. Yep. You can't do that. You know, they go in, they turn off the lights, missionary position, sheets on top, nobody looking at her, bam, bam, over. Okay, go to sleep. Proves. Those are the yep. sick people. Those Billy. Are the sick people. Well, listen, you know, and, and people always, they want the comparison thing. So, you know, the question inevitably also comes up, okay, which animal has the largest penis on the face of the planet? And that's a almost a common sense question. On land? I, I know that one. Okay, go ahead. Oh, not, not on land. I know the, the biggest one is the whale, right? Like, that's right, the, the blue whale, yeah. man. Fully blue erect, whale. that thing is 10 feet long. It's like a, a mast on a sailboat, brother. So here's Julio the deal. Franco. No, no, but, but here's the deal. So you say it must be really easy to tell the difference between a male and a female whale, right? Obviously, if you've got a 10-foot reproductive organ, you're going to see that. It's going to be obvious. But it's not. Back problems. It's not, it's not obvious. Let me tell you why. Because what he does with that when he's not using it, he can hide that all inside his abdominal cavity. That only comes out when he's ready to breed. So when you look at a male, if you turn them over, it just has one long slit. And me, I, you know, again, I'm very simple minded. I look at the long slit. I'm saying that says female to me, right? That's female. That's that, that, everything about that screams female. But no, the female slit is a little different. The female has a more interesting slit. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a male. It's a little more interesting. But on each side of the slit, there are two nipples right on each side of the vaginal opening. So why is this? Because whales are mammals. They're sea mammals ocean, but they're mammals. So they breastfeed their babies. But what's really neat is that unlike terrestrial mammals or us as human beings, because we always tend to compare ourselves, we've got the vagina down here and the breasts are up here, right? So in the whale, the vagina's down here and the breasts are on each side. Can you imagine if it was that way with human beings? It would be like one-stop shopping, guys. You wouldn't have to move. You're right down there. Everything's down there. Well, you got to have the nipples down there. Otherwise, you'd have like this weird whale crying game. <laughs> well the main reason for that is because this guys when a whale is born when any marine or any marine okay roy get over it when, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. when any sorry. marine mammals are born unlike terrestrial mammals you know when you were born you were born if you were born normally head first if you're not born head first it's called a breech birth and there could be complications with that but you're born head first as a human being or any terrestrial mammal for that purpose. Marine mammals are born tail first. Why? Because they're born underwater. And if they're coming out head first underwater and they get stuck in the birth canal, what's gonna happen? They're gonna drown. They've gotta breathe air. So the last thing to come out is the head so they can immediately go to the surface, get a gulp of air, and then stay behind mom all the time when it's nursing. So mom can always see what's in front of it and the baby's protected behind her. So nature has a reason for doing that, okay? It's the way animals are born. Even, look, even terrestrial mammals, some of the birth processes may look a little bit drastic. For instance, giraffe. When a giraffe has a pregnancy of about 15 months, when a giraffe is born, the mom doesn't lay down. Like most mammals will lay down to give birth because, oh my God, I gotta get this thing out of here, it hurts. But the male, the, the female giraffe stands up and the baby falls four to six feet to the floor, comes out head first and then splat. The first time I saw one born, I said, oh my God, it was alive for a second. And now head first? Head first, man. And it hits the ground like a big water balloon, splat. The, I'm telling you, the first time I saw one born, I said, it's dead. It just broke its neck. It fell so hard, it just broke its neck. But it doesn't. You know why? Because babies, just like human babies, bones are like rubber at that time. But what happens when it hits the ground, guys? Bounces. It, well, Concussion. not only does it bounce, it wakes that baby up. It's like, you know, when a baby's born in a hospital, a human baby, what does the doctor do? Slaps it in the back, slaps it in the chest. <laughs> Gets it breathing to clear that air. 
air passage. See, when a baby giraffe falls, what happens? It hits the ground and starts breathing. It's like, welcome to the world. It's nature's way of getting that thing breathing. There's no vet out there to give it a little spank and clear its air passage. By hitting the ground like that, it causes it to breathe that way and, 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 and start breathing normally. So nature has a good reason for everything that it does. That's what's fantastic about this stuff. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ron, you said the uh, the giraffe has a gestation period of fifteen months. Yes, is that the long? What's the longest gestation? Ah, uh, good question, man. The elephant, twenty two months, almost two years. Baby is about two hundred and fifty pounds at birth. Giraffe baby is about one hundred and twenty pounds at birth, six feet tall at birth. The shortest one is going to be something, any of the marsupials, you know, like kangaroos, uh, koalas, because they are born uh, in an embryonic state, usually about after only twenty eight. 29, 30 days they're born, but they're not developed. They have to continue to develop in the pouch. So when they're born, they climb up and they go down into the pouch where they lock onto a nipple in that pouch and they continue to develop in the pouch like a secondary uterus. So the actual pregnancy itself is a month or less, but they continue to develop in that pouch for another five to six months before they emerge. Ron, uh, can you explain the, uh, the process of some animals having sex and then immediately after that, one of them kills the mate? Absolutely, man. Probably Kinky the, Roy. I like the, it. The most I'm, famous I'm of that. The most famous of that is going to be the dark you know, term. A lot, a lot of insects. The praying mantis is probably the most famous of that, because what happens is the male, and this is the, um, this is really kind of, it's factual, but it's it's hideous. The male will come up. He's usually smaller than the female. He'll get up to her, and he gets close to her. And as soon as he locks in his reproductive organ into hers. She grabs him and she starts to eat him head first. But this Hell is yeah. what's amazing. As, he, as she's finishing his head, she severs a nerve that causes the reproductive, reproductive organ to pump the semen even faster and harder. And it continues doing that until she eats the entire animal, until she actually eats the reproductive organ that is pumping the semen into him. Listen, another question. Great trivia question. People don't realize this, but... Um, the animal that has the longest penis relative to its size. Can any of you guys guess? Chris Cody. That would probably be the opposite uh, on that one. Though, relative well, to its size. The what are you doing size. there, Roy? What do you mean? It, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are you doing there, Roy? <laughs> it means that you're probably small. That's what it means. <laughs> hey, is it the, uh, the flea? Nope. I'll tell you what. It's an animal that cannot move. So... It's fixed in its place. So it has to be able to reach a female that's far away. So there are, thereby it has the long penis to reach her. Like uh, a bacteria? Or no, no, not a bacteria. Not a bacteria. Cor coral? It's close. You're getting close with the coral, brother. You're getting close with the coral. A starfish. No, it's My a brother. barnacle. A barnacle. barnacle. A barnacle has a penis 20 times the length of its body. Wow. So when it's locked up on the side of the ship there, on the hull of the ship, and it sees the female that's 20 body lengths away, he just goes, hi there. Ah. That's how that works. <laughs> that's how that works. But again, see, that's how nature adjusts. This is what's so great about this stuff, guys. And then a lot of the stereotypes that you might think people equate to, for instance, you know, 
people will come to the zoo and these young guys, you know, these guys are all into steroids and lifting weights and getting all pumped up. You know, they come by the gorilla exhibit and say, yeah, if I came back, I'd be that animal there. Look at the size of his pecs, baby. Look at those biceps. That thing is ripped. He's not packing. I, 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 would, I would be a big, beautiful gorilla like that. I said, you might have big abs and big biceps, but you're right, Cody. Downstairs, fully erect, two inches. I just Googled barnacle penis. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> You think I was making that up, Billy? I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Not safe for work. Not safe for listen, work. Listen, listen, I am this fountain of knowledge of all kinds of worthy information that you guys are just going to thrive on. But back to the gorilla penis, fully erect, two inches. <laughs> two inches. So, so here's the deal. Never judge a book by its cover, but also at the same thing, <laughs> at the same thing, also understand that it's not necessarily all about size. You know, motion of the ocean. It's the motion of the ocean, my friend. You got that exactly right. You got to know what you're doing with the tools that you have, and you'll be able to build the biggest house on the planet. For instance, I look, this is one animal called a taper, okay? The taper, when he's not sexually active, doesn't look very impressive at all. However, when the male taper gets an erection, it looks like a fifth leg. And I said to myself, what does he need that massive organ for? And I saw it, but it looks so painful. And, you know, every time I show the images to people of this huge erect tapers penis, the women in the audience, you see them right away go, oh, oh. But then all of a sudden I say, listen, why do you do that, ladies? Because what you do is you give those of us that are normal inferiority complexes. And the bottom line, you know what? If one of us had something like that taper, you would, that's a one and done. That's a, that's a novelty piece that you, you look at, you play with, and you run away and say, don't even come near me with that again, because it would hurt. It would be physically uncomfortable. I remember guys, again, I'm giving too much information here, but man, I had a roommate in college. I think the guy's father was a horse. I mean, it's just one of those things where I just went, hey, how? And I used to tell him, I used to ask him, I used to go, hey guy, dude, you must just knock it out of the park. I mean, he goes, this is a curse. This is a curse, guys. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he was—he would tell us, you know, because we had the big communal showers, so all of us would be in there with our, our normal little flaccid wieners and hanging around. And here's this guy coming in here with his freaking Louisville slugger hand between his I'm legs. I'm telling you, it is a curse. Oh, it is a curse, let, boys. Ron, <laughs> let me ask you a question on that note. Why, you know somebody? <laughs> Which animal is, you know, some penises are showers and some are growers. Which animal is the best grower? So from flaccid to erect. That's got to be the taper and the rhino, both of those, because when they're flaccid, you don't even see them. It's just a little knob that hangs out. It looks like a little piece of the end of an apple that hangs out. When it becomes erect, it looks like a freaking Louisville slugger. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I look at it, I'm just amazed that it's so massive, okay? But again, to the original point, I talked to my roommate who was unbelievably gifted in that area, and he said he looked into having reduction surgeries. It couldn't be done. He said, this is a curse, guys. I've never been able to keep any girlfriend for a long period of time because it just is, it hurts, okay? Can, can I bring it, us back to this barnacle penis real fast? Because I clicked sure. on this link Billy has shared with us. This does not look like a pleasant experience for whoever is getting this. It looks like sandpaper. Yeah, all that, listen, guys. They are underwater though, right? Like No, 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 but listen, guys. When it comes to the anatomy, the penises of many different animals are incredibly painful. For instance, cats. Any kind of cats. If you listen to a domestic cat up to a tiger, the penis of a cat, when it's flaccid, looks just like a pink little appendage hanging out. When it becomes fully erect, it's got these cactus spines that point backwards. Jesus. So when he inserts it into the female, he puts it in there. It slides in because the spines are, are sliding backwards. If he tries to withdraw that penis where the spines are erect, 
it rakes the vaginal walls of the female. It hurts like hell. If you've ever heard domestic cats breeding, it kind of sounds like this. It starts off like, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden you hear, that's when he's pulling out and he rakes oh. the vaginal walls and he's killing her. It hurts so badly. I always thought that was a fight. I always thought no, I was listening to a, a cat fight. fight. That's not a fight. That's <laughs> Those cats are fucking. Yeah, well, oh my God, the language. I mean, geez, geez, geez. I'm not Googling this one. This is, a, wow. this, is, this is a PG performance here. Anyway, so that's, listen, bees. Let's go down to a, a, a little invertebrate like bees. When a bee male, the drone breeds the queen, he has these barbs that lock into the queen's vagina. Mm -hmm. When he's ejaculated and he's done and he tries to fly away, the barbs keep the penis injected uh, intact inside the female. And as he flies away, the penis pulls out his guts and he dies. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Admiral death. It's, a, it's an admirable death. He's given his all for the next generation. Okay. Who said admiral? Hey, David Robinson. Admirable, admirable, admirable. He said it okay. Admirable. I got you, Cody. I know <laughs> you have animals, uh, snakes. Snakes have what's called a hemi penis. It's two penises that have fleshy spines oh. on them. Fleshy I thought you said something else. No, no. Hemi -penis flesh, like, and they lock into the penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys. There are animals that have the most creative masturbation techniques you could ever see, because it try is me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> they are just driven to relieve that that pressure, that tension to relieve themselves of that drive. So it is something that feels good. Many animals do it because it feels good. Absolutely, reproduction is the ultimate goal. But to insist that it's the only reason they have sex is a lie. What's the most creative masturbation technique you've witnessed? Oh, there's a couple, man. There was one. There was this one. Um, uh, drill uh, uh, a mandrill that he would take his penis he'd put it on the floor and he'd take his hands like this and clasp them and he'd take the penis and knead it like a roll of bread on the floor back and forth leaning on it like this and then all of a sudden he would just shiver and fall down and do everything he was going to do but that, there was this that one's one always a winner mm -hmm. <laughs> no, what are the creative ones no no the female otter now i know a lot of women do this well, I'm not going to get into specifics, but I know women do this for a fact. But I, I couldn't believe when this, this otter really liked me. And when I come out in the morning and I turn on the, the jets to fill up her pool, she would go right on top of the jet and she'd lower her genitals right onto the jet so the jet would hit her genitals oh, yeah. in the right way. Mm -hmm. and That's not her, just women that do that. <laughs> you'd see her, you'd see her oh, lip go up boy. and quiver and then she'd shake and she'd fall into the water in pure ecstasy. OK, she couldn't wait for me to turn on the jets to that water, man. So I'm telling you, you know, there's just so much that you could see. Um, you know, I I'm just amazed at the creativity of animals, the sexual drive of animals. But at the end of the day, it's a beautiful thing. I've done this presentation to try to convince people, listen, what you do in private with you and your, 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 your personal uh, mate is between you and them. OK, you're significant another. And that's all the between. You. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks if you're not doing damage to each other. You're not hurting anybody else. Screw what anybody else thinks. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. I think the more you have variety, the more you bring these things into your, your sex life, so to speak, the happier you guys are going to be. And another thing you'll find out is that, you know, you'll be surprised how sometimes your spouse was thinking all these things you were thinking, but he or she didn't want to bring it up because he or she was worried that you would think he or she was kind of weird. And then you find out neither one of you are weird. You're just being normal. And then it gets fun, brother. No kink shaming. 
No kink shaming. Exactly. No kink shaming, guys. Listen, animals are wonderful. We're wonderful. Life is too damn short to take ourselves too seriously all the time. Enjoy yourself. Keep an open mind. And uh, you're just going to be a lot happier for it. So that's my lesson with a little sex in the animals. That was really cool of Ron McGill to do. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff with Ron McGill on the Mystery Crate in the coming months. Um, he's the best. Now... Let's get to the main course, if you will. It's not really the main course, but I'm just making an eating analogy because we're at a restaurant for this next bit. All right, um, my parents were out for their Valentine's night dinner. It was a couple nights ago, and I, my mom texted me that they were doing it, and I said to myself, wouldn't it be funny if I just bombarded them and I had a microphone in their face the whole time? So I did that, and this is what came of it. It's my baby, no pun intended. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. Check it out. Alright, so here we are. I feel like Aaron Andrews right now covering a Super Bowl, but I'm not covering the Super Bowl. I'm covering my parents' Valentine's Day dinner. How do you guys feel about me just intruding myself on this uh, you know, romantic evening for you? Uh, it's a little different. <laughs> I mean, it's weird because it's a two-person table. We could have gotten a table for three or four. Like, like you guys are sitting romantically at a two-person table, and I'm like kind of awkwardly on the side of it, and it's just... Right. Mom, how are you feeling about this? You just want to have a, you just want to drink your martini. And... I've got my martini now. I'm starting to feel better. Usually, usually you have to have dinner with one annoying I know, person. I got two idiots yeah. with me today. Happy Valentine's Day. Love, love is in the air. Yeah. Thank you. Um, just think about it. It's probably your father and mine's, uh, you know, like 44th Valentine's wow. dinner. And what's the most romantic thing he's ever done for you on Valentine's Day? Um... <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, those early years are sort of faded, so I don't really remember. <laughs> All right. But he's usually really good with the card and the, and the flowers. Although... There's been, there's been no, like, big shocking surprises or whatever. It's not like we're going, you know, to Las Vegas today. Right. I will tell you that, um, and this is a true story. Oh, good. As opposed to the lies he usually tells. I um, sent a dozen roses to my wife every year. On Valentine's Day, and you know the go the the default rose is red, right? So every year I would send her red roses, and then like ten years in, she told you she hates red roses. No, like thirty five years in, <laughs> she told me she really doesn't like red roses. Well, that's just I feel like that's a jerk move by you, mom. Like just take the flowers. It was like, never you, like not that. like you're this flower specialist. It was never like that. It was never announced like that. <laughs> It was in an off moment in time, not on, like, right when I got them and said, these suck. Okay, so what was it then? It was, we were talking about flowers at one given time or another, and I was telling you what my favorite rose colors were. Not that I hated red. I've never said I hated red roses ever. <laughs> Sorry, don't I don't hate, I don't okay hate, hate red roses. I just like other colors better. Okay, that's fair. And why do you hate red roses? I think the real question could be, why did you wait 35 years to mention it? If it was something that every single time it was like a little punch in the stomach because you're like, ooh, I don't really like these. <laughs> I thought that the effort was nice. Yeah, exactly. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. That's fair. I'm thinking of, for some reason, when I think of Valentine's Day, I think of uh, Modern Family and like Claire and Phil like, like role-playing at like a hotel bar. <laughs> you guys ever do anything like that? You know, oh, yeah. where all of a sudden you become Dante Hightower. Yeah, I think that's the name of a former football player. That'd be funny. I think, that. that's, I think that's a first name of one and a last name right. of one, but not yeah. one with both names. Dante Stallworth. <laughs> and, yeah, you're right. 
No, we Dante Hightower tower and mom's Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> I actually love Bonnie Raitt. Uh-oh. Hey, babe. No, she's great. That's the first famous person anyone ever told me I looked like. I can see that. Yeah, the redhead thing. I didn't even know who she was. Really? It was 1977. So, I, I didn't was, even know you then. I was minus 10. That's why I did not know who Bonnie Raitt was then. Well, you guys are about the same age, so she was probably, you know... She's older her... than me, thank you. Okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> so we're at you guys' favorite Italian joint. Yep. Okay, I guess we're saying the name. Okay. In, in Plantation. There's all right. One, there's one in Weston yeah, as well. With our favorite waiter, Pablo. Yeah. It's very romantic in here. It's like more dim in here than usual, I feel like. You know, there's a yeah. little candle in the center here. I just, yeah. I feel okay. like... I, I, I feel like I'm like killing a vibe. Like, am I, is it okay that I'm here? Well, if you weren't here, your mother and I would be necking right now. <laughs> necking? Um, Who says I don't know, that word? I don't know if people still say Old necking. Do. do they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, My hand would be on our knee, you know, the whole bit. So, so what are we eating here? What's like, what's, what's on the, the menu tonight? What are you guys going to order? I'm not sure yet. Our waiter is like your favorite waiter, right? You guys get him like every time you're here? Yeah, Pablo's yeah. great. Yeah. I guess we're going to say his name, too. And even though it's we're not getting any, you know, you know Greg's, just, his Greg's just shooting from the hip. But, uh, all right, we're, uh, we're here. That's the way you... What would you like for the appetizers? Wow, really turning it on with the deer stuff. Oh, what? She called you deer. Oh, she did, yeah. <laughs> deer antler spray. Ray Lewis. So you want to get the scallops and the eggplant? Sure, whatever. You're going to get the eggplant. Take the stock, take the scallops. I'll tell you with that then. Okay. All right. And I'll have a glass of... Pecoli? Yeah. You got it. So this is kind of like awkward for me. Like, am I? I'm hungry. Am I allowed to eat with you, or like, is this just? Should I awkwardly sit here while you two eat? Who's paying? I'm, well, I mean, I think we know who's paying. I'm definitely gonna have some bread. I'm gonna help myself some bread. All right, go ahead. Have the bread. Yeah. So, but no meal. No. What's, what's, how about under twenty dollars? Oh wow. Under twenty-five. How about that? Wow. All right. Let's see what we can get here. Because you know, this is the kind of meal that you're supposed to have something special. So. Greg, what are you probably going to have? You know, don't judge me. I may have pizza. Pizza? Yes, they have a great pizza here. A greetza? It's a beautiful 12-inch pizza. Baby. And, um, <laughs> wow. You know, it's, got, it's just beautiful. I mean, it's great here. Right. Berlin, your mother always judges me. Is that like a lunch thing? Like, what, what, what are we doing? So I just don't think there's... I just don't think that uh, when you're going for a special dinner that you should have pizza. So I have to go outside myself and order something I'm not in the mood for just to suit your ideal of a, a perfect Valentine's well, Day dinner? it's not actually what? Valentine's Day. Well, but so. it's a couple of days before, I mean. All right, only because it's a couple of days before. If it was actually Valentine's Day. Wow, semantics. So that would not be allowed in your mind? Correct. Really? Yes. So what do I have to have? Chateau Brion? <laughs> At an Italian little... restaurant? Probably yeah. not. What is the sexiest dish in an Italian restaurant? <laughs> uh, Spaghetti? And you guys can like do Lady in the Tramp oh, yeah. type stuff? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh my god. Oh, classic Greg Cody doesn't know movies situation right here. He doesn't even you know. don't know Lady in the Tramp with the two dogs and the spaghetti? And they kiss at the end? Not really. I don't no. even know it. Like I don't like I've never even like watched the movie or I did when I was like two, but 
but I just know that as an iconic thing. No. The only dog movie I know is you don't know uh, the 99 Dalmatians. You don't know the... <laughs> what'd you say? 99 Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's 101 Dalmatians. Wow! <laughs> Where'd those other two Dalmatians go? <laughs> This All right. This is oh great. my god. Actually, I'm really glad you're here. I, I don't know what is more shocking that he doesn't know that it's 101 Dalmatians or that he is just unaware of the famous iconic lady
sing along. You know, it's not just your waiter. You think it's it, like a, and you think it might be a romantic dinner that's celebrating a birthday. And but here it's, it's yet, a birthday. It's a right. big family. I think it's rude of people celebrating a birthday to go out on Valentine's Day week. To be honest. We are ready or still? Yes. Okay, ladies first. I think I'm going to the CTO. Uh, spicy, yeah. okay. Yeah. With penny pasta? Yes, please. You got it. Uh, well, I'm going to get the classic Valentine's Day romantic <laughs> dinner, which is pizza with pepperoni. You got it. You should know how we all feel about him getting pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to go for lasagna today, but. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, oh, your here he here's your Valentine's Day pizza. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Oh, sorry. You know, the more I think about it, and as I sit here and just observe you guys having your romantic, very little talking, by the way, you guys are doing. Is that what happens after, like, blank years of marriage? Drink just, and like, eat. You know? What I've noticed, just observing, you know, this romantic meal, there is something to a food that you pick up with your hands is just not romantic. Like a pizza, like a burger is not something you want on a romantic meal. When you're eating a romantic meal, you want something you have to cut with a fork and knife. See, I disagree. Because when you think about... You're like actually being loud. Okay. Like when, when you think about... Should we bring those people into our thing? When you think about one-on-one -on -one contact, you're thinking about... No, now you're too low. Okay, just talk. You're thinking about hands-on. Right. Yeah, with your hands. How many Miller Lights have you had? It's not <laughs> with a knife and fork. I'm just saying. Learn from me. The others, they all learn from so me. You're, so you're making the claim that handheld foods are, are more romantic food? I think there's an argument to be made. Because they're more personal. You know, they're more intimate. It's like you're alone in a room with it. Right? I mean... <laughs> You know, when you're holding a burrito and eating. It's like baby. You know, there's no... Have you ever seen American Pie? So it's at this point in the night when the carbs set in and you realize nothing exciting is happening after this meal. <laughs> this is as good as it gets right here. Buddy. I don't like how, like, the, I've, like, developed a niche on the show of, like, making sex jokes about my parents. Yeah, Why have you? It's kind of creepy, Because it's funny. It's really not that. It is creepy. It's just funny, like because it makes other people uncomfortable. And I mean, once I made the mistake of telling you that we had to buy a new mattress, you just ran with no, it. No, it was honestly mom that gave it away that you guys broke it having sex. What are you uh, talking about? Because the first time that she like went into her spiel, he wasn't even in the room when that I'm, thing broke. I hope I wasn't in the room. <laughs> um, he, oh, oh, you're, oh, my dad. <laughs> No, I mean, see, once again, see, mom gets very defensive with, like, the exact story of how the bed broke, and that's where I start to think that there's something going on. I would like to know the story of the bed breaking when I, I wasn't you. in the room. Oh, wow. But it's true. Oh, actually, dad, Is brings, that up, true? dad brings up a good point. I mean... Is it true? He's implying that you might be having an affair. <laughs> he was home when the bed Oh, my God, that's even worse. <laughs> Threesome. It was home. <laughs> oh my god, this is getting very risque here like, on Valentine's Day. You might want to come in here. There's an issue. <laughs> That's true. I did heroically try to fix the box spring, or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Dad, That's tough. when would you say was the peak of your sexual life? Oh Jesus. my god. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That you know what? I think so... on that note, we should end this. Yeah, that I didn't is, sign up for that. That is so inappropriate. All right. 
Happy Valentine's Day. We'll get back to you on that in about Happy 10 Valentine's Day on everyone. Thank you for... <laughs> on uh, everyone, baby. Thank you for being embarrassing and, you know... You can hear the difference in Greg's voice. Four Miller Lights in. Three. <laughs> Who's counting? And a half. Yeah, I think I have to stop with the uh, inappropriate sex jokes about my parents. Like, I feel like it's funny the first 12 times you do it, but uh, I think it's run its course. And uh, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that anymore. That was fun. It had a good run, though. Um, but thank you to Ron McGill. What a fun episode this was. Love is in the air. I want everyone to go home tonight. If you're in your car, it's Friday. I mean, I know this is a podcast. It could be days later, but this comes out on a Friday. Most of you are listening on a Friday. I want you to go home tonight. You have the whole weekend, even if it's Saturday. All right, this is Valentine's Day weekend. I want you all to make love this weekend. That's right, I said it. We're not with ESPN anymore. I can say things like this now. I want everyone listening to this to have some sex. Go do it. And uh, also, while you're, while you're uh, you know, not while you're doing it, before you have sex, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the Mystery Crate, to the Levitard Show, Dan Levitard Show podcast, to uh stupidity to the levitard and friends podcast network subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe rate review all that stuff help us out we're a pirate ship right now all that support it really does help us and we really appreciate it um thanks for the support everyone see you later <laughs>